after all that, I didn't even start it. Uh, this saying, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, finds its way into all kinds of different contexts in our lives. A lot of crime stories, both real and fictional. Sometimes in relational situations, again, both real and, and fictional. You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. We'll even hear this sometimes quoted in personal counseling. It's applicable in so many different situations. And it's been used so often in so many different contexts that it is sometimes hard to remember what was the original context and what did it mean in that moment. This morning we get to be reminded At a point in time in our country, in the story of our nation, when issues of truth and freedom are talked about a great deal, this morning's story brings us as followers of Christ back to our foundations. The story John gives us reminds us that Jesus himself is the truth, and trusting him frees us to live truthfully. The difficult part of exploring this story is that in addition to finding one of the most positively quoted sayings of Jesus, we also find one of the most horrifically misused sayings of Jesus. Towards the end of the interaction that we see here, Jesus makes a harsh accusation against the people with whom he is talking. In verse 44, we hear, You belong to your father, the devil. Unfortunately, as I introduced the gospel reading uh, and pointed out, John identifies this group of people at the beginning in verse 31 in a way that is often translated into English as simply the Jews. Some people have used this story at different times in history, in various parts of the world, to try to justify their anti-Semitism and do so in the name of Jesus Christ. This happened during the Crusades and the Inquisition. It happened through the Reformation and the European religious wars. This was one of the scriptures that was kept in the warped Bible that the Nazis used to try to justify the horrors of the Holocaust. This verse, you shall know the truth, or no, excuse me, that you are children of the devil. This was the banner on the website of the man who murdered the 11 people at the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh in 2018. As Dale Bruner aptly questions, can we even begin to imagine the hurt that has been done through the centuries of Christian history by Christians using this single assertion to a group of Jewish people, your father is the devil? We must proceed very carefully through the minefield ahead. For people have been killed 
Put baldly, by marching under a number of biblical texts, such as this one most notably, literally millions of human beings, especially Jewish human beings, have consciously but unconscionably been put to death as supposed children of the devil. The devastating irony in this is that anyone reading these words and this story as justifying violence of any kind is proving themselves to be one of those whom Jesus condemns. Anyone who uses this verse or any of the words of Jesus as a justification for murdering anyone is proving themselves to be children of the devil. In verse 44, Jesus says again clearly, as you go on, you, are the, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. In our Old Testament passage, revealed sort of the, in, in figurative picture, picture language, the, uh, the reality of this having been uh, part of our story from the beginning. The devil is both a murderer and a liar, and in that sense, the father of murder and lies. Those who do those things prove that they are ones who belong to the devil, to evil. The designation used by Jesus has nothing to do with ethnicity, or religion even. This whole story is a question about to whom do we belong? The very first thing Jesus says after this introduction to the Jews who had believed in him, and we'll come back to that, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. It literally translates, if you abide in my word, you are really my disciples. If we dwell with the word of Christ, in Christ, we will belong to him. We will be his disciples, disciples of Jesus. And the importance of being a disciple of Jesus is that Jesus himself is the truth. In this context, notice he says, again, uh, verse 31, the end of it, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And then in verse 36, he, after talking about whether the, the position of a son and a slave within a family, if the son sets you free, you will be free Indeed, he is revealing a, a, an equivalence here. Uh, with these two verses, we see that the truth meant is the revelation of Jesus himself, Jesus the Son. 
The way Jesus sets this up reveals that dwelling in him is the way to know the truth. And knowing the truth and abiding with Christ sets us free. But to understand the full meaning of that phrase, we need to know what it is we're being set free from. Those to whom Jesus was speaking wondered the same thing. We are descendants of Abraham. We've never been anyone's slaves. How can you say that we will be set free? And to that, Jesus replies, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Jesus reveals the truth about what life should be and frees us from the sin that holds us back from living such a life. What I believe Jesus is after in this story that prompted this famous phrase is that all human beings fall short of living the lives for which we were created. We all sin. And we all fall for versions of what life uh, is that are either not true, they're not right, or they're not the full truth. Jesus revealed to the world what true life looks like including loving God fully and loving our neighbors even to the point of dying for the sake of them. Now, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can truly dwell in Christ, knowing through Jesus what life can be and being enabled by the Spirit to live that life we know to be right and good. Jesus is the truth, and trusting him frees us to live truthfully. Unfortunately, the revelation of life that Jesus gives us often gets lost or crowded out among all the alternatives uh, that are available and lifted up. Some of these alternatives are offered with completely good intention. Life as defined by empirical sciences or specific types of of exercise, meditation. These days, like I was saying in in the children's message, we have the whole realm of influencers and life coaches. And many of these are, in fact, aspects of the fullness of life that Jesus reveals they just aren't the whole of, the true, of a true life. On the other hand, some alternatives to Christ are offered with malice and cynicism and contempt. The versions of life offered from white nationalists, from autocratic politicians, from plutocratic billionaires, These and others are diametrically opposed to the life Jesus calls us to and offers us. The absolute worst of these occur when these malicious alternatives are cloaked with the name Christian. 
These are the people whom Jesus calls children of the devil. Notice the full description in verse 31 is to the Jews who had believed in him. The people he's talking to were Christians. People who had claimed belief in Christ. Everyone that Jesus was talking to at the time was Jewish. His closest disciples were Jewish. He was Jewish. So anybody who believed in him, the earliest Christians, were Jews who believed in him. Jesus is, is, is speaking, John tells us, to those people, to people who were Christians, supposedly, but were now living in ways that were opposed to who Jesus is and what Jesus believes. Our New Testament passage, in that passage, John calls these same types of persons antichrists. Again, dear children, this is the last hour, uh, and as you have heard, oh, excuse me, children, time is just about up. You heard the antichrist is coming. Well, they're all over the place. Antichrists everywhere you look. That's how we know that we're close to the end. They left us. John is saying they had been a part of this group of followers of Christ, Christians. If they had been, uh, but they, they left us, but they were never really with us. If they had been, they would have stuck it out with us, loyal to the end. In leaving, they showed their true colors, showed they never did belong. Again, to whom do we belong? This is not about ethnicity or even religion. It's about to whom we give ourselves. The good news is we know the truth. And Christ can set us free from the sins that hold us back from living what we know to be true. I like the way William Barclay puts it. The truth which Jesus brings to us shows us the real values of life. It is in his truth that we see what things are really important and what things are not. Discipleship breaks the chains which bind us to our sins and enable us to be the person we know we ought to be. And I would add to that, enables us to be the, per, the person that we want to be. Jesus is the truth, and trusting him frees us to live truly. I'm going to let the last word be uh, from John, because the way he, this is phrased is so important to us living this out. You belong. The Holy One anointed you, and you all know it. I haven't been writing, I haven't been preaching this to tell you something you don't know, but to confirm the truth you do know, and to remind you that the truth doesn't breed lies. Who is lying? It's the person who denies that Jesus is the divine Christ. That's who. 
This is what makes an antichrist, denying the Father, denying the Son. No one who denies the Son has any part of the Father, but affirming the Son is an embrace of God as well. Stay with what you heard from the beginning. Abide in it. Dwell in it. The original message, let it sink into your life. If what you heard from the beginning lives deeply in you, you will live deeply in both Son and Father. This is exactly what Christ promised eternal life, real life. I've written to warn you about those who are trying to deceive you, but they're no match for what is embedded deeply within you. Christ's anointing. You don't need any of their so-called teaching. Christ's anointing teaches you the truth on everything you need to know about yourself and him, uncontaminated by a single lie. Live deeply in what you are taught. Amen. Let's stand and join together in hymn number 392, Take Thou Our Minds, Dear Lord. Mm-hmm.